Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, January 5th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. Grace, we are going to dive into the show uh, right away because we do have to lead with some sad, but not necessarily sad news. Uh, It's always sad when we lose a legend, but when that legend is 100 years old, uh, I think that we can look at it as a happy opportunity to celebrate their life. And yesterday we learned that the iconic star of stage and screen, Glennis Johns, passed away at the age of 100. Her rep said that she passed away due to natural causes. I would think at 100 years old, everything kind of (laughs) becomes uh, a natural cause. But I think for many of us, we are first introduced to Glennis Johns as the mother in Mary Poppins. But then maybe as we are theater fans get to know her as the original Desiree Armfelt in A Little Night Music on Broadway. I think that those two things, Grace, are such incredible encapsulations of what a career that she had, where Mary Poppins is such this fun, silly um, Disney musical and not her first Disney movie, by the way. Uh, but then to to also have her play this role that is this powerful force of a of a woman and to originate what is inarguably Sondheim's biggest hit. And I'll tell a little story about that here in a second. Like, what an incredible career. But she was also an Academy Award nominee. She did over 60 films, 30 plays. She continued to work on both stage and screen for many, many years. Grace, do you happen to know what Glennis Johns's final film role was? Is it Mary Catherine Gallagher's Mom and Superstar? It is Superstar with Molly Shut Shannon up. and Will Ferrell. I got that Ferrell. right? You did. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yes. Um, that was in 1999. She played Mary Catherine Gallagher's mother in the film Superstar, which is an adaptation of an SNL thing. Um, before that, the, the film before that, that was her last one, was While You Were Sleeping. So like, she continued to work in these beloved properties on stage and screens for many, many years. So I don't feel like I have to run through her entire career, but she did do five shows on Broadway, essentially spanning four decades. Her Broadway debut was in 1952's Gertie. Then her final performance on Broadway was in The Circle in 1989 and 1990. She, of course, won not only a Tony Award, but a Drama Desk Award for originating the role originating the role of Desiree in A Little Night Music. But so many incredible remembrances. And Grace, like I said, at 100 years old, it's always sad to lose somebody of her stature. But Gosh, what a career and what an impact she had on many, many people for so many different reasons across incredible uh, decades and generations. Literally, my entire group chat was texting about this. It's so upsetting, but also she's lived such an incredible life and was just really, really iconic that her legacy will continue to be talked about. But I agree with you. It's like she's had all these incredible touchstones, and so she will be deeply missed. All right, let's move on to the news. And Grace, we did have... A lot of news come out on on Thursday, Uh, and there's some interesting ones. Starting first with what I'm going to go ahead and say it right now will be the 2025 Tony winner for Best Revival of a Musical and Best Actress in a Musical, because we found out yesterday that the Jamie Lloyd directed production of Sunset Boulevard will make a transfer from London's West End. And so here's the thing. 
it said it's coming in 2024. Technically, it could, I guess, sneak into the spring, but we'll talk about that, why that's probably not going to happen. So this is going to come in in the fall. It is not only going to star Nicole Scherzinger as uh, as Norma Desmond, but it is also going to bring her three London co-stars with her. Tom Francis will play Joe Gillis. Grace Hodgett Young will play Betty Schaefer. And Olivier winner David Thaxton will play Max von Meyerling. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I've never seen Sunset Boulevard. Uh, but I always used to get that very confused when I first learned who Max von Essen was. I was like, isn't this the character in Sunset Boulevard? But Sherlock Scherzinger also won a lot of acclaim, a lot of praise, probably going to win a lot of awards in London as well. So I think she's coming in as... The the front runner in a lot of these categories, the show is going to be a front runner for all of the the revival nominations. No other casting was announced. No indication as to how many shows Scherzinger is going to play in New York, but she's currently doing uh, or did seven performances per week in London. Rachel Tucker did the Monday night performances. No word on if Rachel Tucker is going to come over as well. Playbill is citing that rumors are talking about not only the production coming in the fall, but that uh, Nicole Scherzinger will do a six-month contract on the show. She has already been reporting to she's going to miss the next season of uh, The Masked Singer. And then I believe it hasn't been confirmed, but the next season after that, so the next two seasons. So she is definitely committed to doing this show both in London and in New York, obviously. So Grace, from what I understand, this show wanted to come in in the spring. There was a theater that really wanted it to come in in the spring, but the show that is currently in that theater is now running longer than had originally been planned. So I believe that the show is going to go into that theater after that extended limited run finishes up. Now that could honestly, I'm thinking of like three or four shows that that could apply to. So I'm not giving away too, too much, but I think it's already got a house. We know where it's going. And I think it is a very appropriate house for this show, but no matter where it goes, no matter when it comes in, this is going to be one of, if not the biggest things on Broadway for the entire season. Yeah, there's no question that's probably the case. Um, the way that people have talked about it, and again, we put this, I put this in my predictions, not having full knowledge of that likelihood, but just in my genuine capacity as a speculator, just being like, hey, I think that this is going to be a huge contender for one of those massive revivals that everyone is talking about. And uh, thank God we're right. So um, I think that this is excellent. And I think that people are with good intentions, like talking about its incredible nature and how they've wanted it to come. The fact that it is, is great. So I think that this is just going to be one of those behemoth of a shows, which is very Jamie Lloyd to say that like, this is a starry, very stylized, big mofo going to be a hot ticket. And I, I'm not surprised at all. And I'm excited and scared. Yeah, It's, it's so weird to me because like, I haven't seen it. I've seen the videos and obviously I've seen the pictures and all of that stuff. So it's very stark. It's very black and gray. And we we know Jamie Lloyd. But this is a show that we know. I mean, I've never seen it, but like as a theater community, we know Sunset Boulevard. It is. It just boggles my mind as to how transformative this production must be if so many people who I think of as like legit theater diehards who don't necessarily like gimmicks 
have just been falling over themselves about what an incredible production this is and how it like is potentially like the greatest thing they've ever seen. So I know the hype is going to get, I mean, out of hand is probably um, uh, a fairly relative statement, but like it's going to increase by the time this show comes to Broadway, most likely late summer, early spring, or I'm sorry, early fall. But like, I can't even imagine what it ha- what it would have to be to live up to those expectations. And, and I do think it's interesting if Playbill is correct and the rumors that they are citing says that Nicole is doing six months. Is this a show that can survive without her? Like Nicole Scherzinger is a name, but I don't know that she's like a gigantic star that's the star that's going to like command million dollar grosses every week. Like I think if this show does well, like I think they could get someone else to come in and keep this thing running. Right. Am I reading that wrong? Or is Nicole Scherzinger and the Pussycat Dolls like bigger than I'm giving her credit for? I think that we need to look a little zoom out a little bit to say that nationally televised consistent pieces of TV branding, like the voice, like, you know, you can dance the mass singer are far bigger than we know. And I think that we sometimes underestimate some of those properties. And this is coming from somebody who like watches every episode of the mass singer. So like, I, I recognize that and maybe I'm, I, maybe I have too much of a compartmentalization in my pop culture fandoms and my theater fandoms, but you're right. Nicole Scherzinger also is a judge on a lot of those similar type shows, X factor and Britain's got talent and those type of things over in the UK. So she does have a pretty big fan base over there as well. So that's a very good point, And I hadn't thought about that, but what's interesting about this in the reporting about this revival over at the New York post, Johnny Oleksinski, who I am always hesitant to to discuss the very last line of the article about this i'm just going to read it to you here a source said that six-time tony award winner audra mcdonald plans to star in a revival of gypsy during the 2024-2025 season norma desmond versus mama rose it's madam rose get it right gangway world get off of their runway i i mean i think we've all heard about audra potentially doing a gypsy revival for many, many years, whether that was actual plans or just like everybody dream casting it. But man, that would be an incredible Tony category to have both of those actresses in there, both of those revivals in there. I still, I I just don't see there being a chance that sunset and a cold don't win, but that would be pretty incredible. So throwing that out there, it's coming from the New York post, take it for what it's worth, but who knows, Grace. Okay. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk after we hang up here. Um, Okay, so yesterday we also got news about the upcoming Broadway revival of The Who's Tommy that will begin performances at the Nederlander Theater on uh, March 8th. As we'd previously discussed, the show will feature Ali Luis Borzgui as the title character. He originated the role in this production at the Goodman Theater in Chicago. Now the entire principal cast from that Goodman production has been announced for Broadway. Pretty much all of them are already Broadway regulars and stalwarts. They include Allison Luff as Mrs. Walker, Adam Jacobs as Captain Walker, Bobby Conti as Cousin Kevin, Christina Saju as the Acid Queen, and John Ambrosino as Uncle Ernie. The rest of the cast will be announced in due course, but just all the revivals. This is going to be a really, really interesting revival category this year, Grace, especially with some of them 
you know, being open during the Tonys, some of them being closed. A certain show that is a revival that is in this category has announced an extension or I mean, actually I don't even know if it's been announced. It's just like the tickets are on sale for Spamalot into July. So in my predictions that I made uh, in the Tonys episode that you weren't on, like I said, well, Spamalot's going to be closed. It's not now. So like that changes things. But I think this is a great cast. I think it's a it's an incredible cast for Chicago and it's an incredible cast for New York City as well. So never seen Tommy as well. So just kind of checking off a lot of these great iconic shows for revivals over the next six to eight months. But looking forward to this one when it opens in March at the Nederlander. All right. Another thing that I'm very much looking forward to. I don't know who I have to whatever, anything sit on. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I'm going to talk about? No, I'll sit on somebody. What? What is okay. it? What do you want to go see? <laughs> I have to get into this room. I'm The chances of me getting in are slim to none. Oh, the smash workshop? Get in line, Matt. I know. Get in I fucking line. I know. I know. But <laughs> Variety exclusively reported there's going to be a six-week workshop run of Smash that will culminate in some sort of uh, industry presentation. It is getting ready to to start here soon. Of course, Susan Stroman is directing this new musical adaptation inspired by the series of the, sl- of the same name. It is currently slated to hit Broadway in 2024-2025. This is the cast for the upcoming workshop reading session. Brooks Ashmanskis, Alex Brightman, Yvette Nicole Brown, which is awesome. Bella Coppola, who is the most recent Jane Seymour in six on Broadway. She just left with cast 2.0. Casey Garvin, Robin Herter, the great Christine Nielsen, one of my favorites, Krista Rodriguez, who was in the second season of Smash. I'm going to guess she's not playing Anna Vargas in this show, but who knows? Maybe she is. We'll also have Jonalyn Saxer, who is currently in Back to the Future on Broadway, but she was a longtime cast member of Mean Girls, and she went on the road, and I saw her play Karen Smith in the tour of that show. I think she's great, um, and she is listed as a as a principal cast member for this, uh, where she is often an ensemble member, so I think this is really interesting that she's making that step up. Um this is a very, very interesting cast. We also have the list of the ensemble in there as well with some familiar names. Uh, Ashley, Bra- uh, Ashley Blair Fitzgerald, Tiffany Ingen, many others, uh, Katie Weber. What's interesting is the last time they did one of these, Grace, we heard that it was Robin Herter and Carrie Butler in the lead roles. Um, Carrie Butler is no longer in this. I don't know who would have replaced her because there's not a Carrie Butler type name in here that I recognize. Um, so I maybe there's been. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't think that any one person, these workshops famously are just working stuff out. And this I, I truly believe this in my heart of hearts that no one person is, quote, like being replaced by anybody. I think it's literally like who can they get in the room that can like work through this material with this creative team? And it has nothing to do with like these people were always the people slated for the show. Like we might see this, this on Broadway with a totally different cast and nobody's quote getting replaced. It's just that there's more buzz about the project from a investment standpoint when they release these, you know, uh, press releases um, about the cast, but, workshops are workshops like everybody's doing a workshop of a thing and you just got to get a bunch of good people that know how to work in the room and that's not always the people that you are casting now sometimes those people are cast 
which is great. Um, but a lot of times these people are just like doing the damn work. Um, so it's not going to surprise me if we see this on Broadway pretty soon, just because of the rate at which they are working on it kind of expeditiously. But I don't think that you could see her back on Broadway in that role. And then you're like, wait a second, you didn't do the workshops. Who was replaced? It's like, nah, you know what I mean? So I I think that we might see a little bit of that with this one. Right. And Carrie Butler is nothing if not a professional. So like she could come in and just be like, oh, Carrie Butler's really good. Let's have her sing this stuff and do this material. And it also helps that she could literally play a 16 year old or a 56 year old and maybe even older. So like she could literally play whatever you want the character to be. Um, I just thought it was interesting that Robin Herter was still there, but she was not. But like you said, it very well could be a timing thing. Just maybe Carrie's got something else going on. But either way, I'm here for it. If somebody wants to help me get into this room, I will fly up just for this. I don't care. Uh, It's going to have five performances with recruited audiences. Recruit me. Recruit me, please. Recruit me, baby. Call me, please. Yes, call me. Um, Okay, so a couple recommendations here. The first is something that I want you to buy a ticket to happening on Monday, Monday, January 8th. There will be two live streamed concerts on Stellar. This apparently there's in-person tickets that are already sold out, but there will be a reunion concert with the majority of the original cast of Fun Home that'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary of the show's run at the Public Theater Involved in this concert will be Beth Malone, Michael Cerverus, Judy Kuhn, Roberta Colandres, Joel Perez will only do the 930 performance. Uh, his understudy on Broadway, Perry Sherman, will do the earlier one. Emily Skeggs will do both of the concerts. And then they have some other folks uh, filling in on the other roles. It is marking 10 years since the show premiered at the Public Theater. This concert will benefit the LGBTQIA plus nonprofit Outright International. So a great cause, a great show, a great cast. Uh, we will have information in the show notes on how you can do that. I have the Stellar app on like my smart TV. So you could don't have to just like a lot of these live streams you have to watch on your computer or try to cast it to your TV. But there is a Stellar app that you can buy tickets and log into and you're good to go. All right. And then the last um, recommendation that I have here, Grace, is the upcoming star of The Wiz, Nichelle Lewis, sang the national anthem at the New Year's Eve New York Giants game. And Nichelle absolutely kills it. I think there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this revival. I did not know her at all. She's a new newcomer. We knew Deborah Cox. We knew Wayne Brady. We knew other folks in the cast. But like to finally kind of like to hear her get to sing some stuff. Uh, there's reason to be excited. I feel like because I don't know, Grace, I feel uh, you, I know you've said that this is probably going to be a great production. I, I feel like it's kind of been under the radar because it's been out uh, we got the, the casting announcement so long ago. It's been out on tour and like the New York theater intelligentsia hasn't been talking about it. We've been spending so much time on Merrily and Cabaret and all that stuff that I feel like this is a little bit under the radar, but I feel like once it gets to Broadway, it's going to make some noise. Yup. <laughs> I think, I think it might be the secret success of, of the, of the spring. I really do. I'm really excited about it. Been following the tour. Can't wait to see it when it's here, but we're going to ease on down that road. All right. Fair enough. 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me pretty much anywhere at BWW. Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend. We'll be back to talk to you on Monday. Cast off the shackles of yesterday Shoulder to shoulder into the fray Our daughters' daughters will adore us And they'll sing in grateful chorus Well done, sister suffragette From Kensington to Billingsgate One hears the restless cries From every corner of the land Womankind arise Political equality And equal rights with men Take heart for Mrs Pankhurst Has been clapped in irons again No more the meek and mild subservience we We're fighting for our rights Militantly Never you fear shackles of yesterday and shoulder to shoulder into the fray our daughters daughters will adore us